Think you hate marketing? Think again. Here on the Marketing Chat Podcast, I share practical, relatable tips to make marketing easy and fun. I'm Kelly, a marketing strategist, Squarespace website designer, and founder of the Women Podcasters Academy. I'll be breaking down big ideas into actionable steps so you can get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. Today's episode is brought to you by the Women Podcasters Academy. The Academy features a full course and supportive community to help you start and grow your own podcast. You can find more information at womenpodcastersacademy.com. Welcome, and thanks for being here today. When you're defining your niche, designing your brand, or creating your services or programs, you know that you have to make them unique. You know that you have to be different in order to stand out from the competition. How unique do you have to be? I've put a lot of pressure on myself over the years to be truly unique. So have my clients. Merriam-Webster defines unique as being the only one, being without like or equal. Think about that. To be unique, you have to be the one and only. So you're putting yourself in a niche unlike any other. You're creating a singular brand. You're creating services and programs without an equal. Oh my Lord, talk about pressure. I mean, how can you not compare yourself to other people? By definition, you have to. In fact, in other podcasts and blogs, when I guide you through creating a brand identity or niche, I have you study the competition so that you can figure out how to make yourself different from them. You have to understand how other businesses are doing their thing in order for you to do your thing differently. It's when you get to that word unique that we feel the pressure because we inherently know that it means the one and only. But how can you be the one and only when there are so many other health coaches out there? How can you be the one and only when there are so many other freelance writers out there? How can I be the one and only when there's so many other people doing online marketing? Can I come up with topics for this podcast that absolutely no other podcast is covering? Maybe. I can search Apple Podcasts to get an idea of that, but do I really want or need to do that every time I come up with an idea? No, and I don't need to do that. I don't need to stick to topics that haven't been done before. Can you come up with services or programs that aren't available anywhere else? Maybe, but scouring the internet for similar services is pretty impossible. There are just too many out there. Are you really going to check out every service 100 pages deep? Of course not. What about your niche? For me, am I really the only person whose business niche is online marketing for midlife women who want to make a career change from an unfulfilling corporate job to entrepreneurship? Of course not. If I refined it even more, could I become the one and only? Maybe, but probably not. What about you? Are you the one and only in your niche? Probably not. So is it a lost cause trying to be unique, trying to stand out? With all these other well-established authorities who, quote, own the marketplace, how do you compete? They're on page one of Google, 
and they're going to stay there for a long time because that's just how Google's algorithm works. People click on page one results. The more clicks your site gets, the more likely you are to get on page one. So the more clicks page one results get, the more likely they are to stay on page one. So the harder it is for other sites to move up to page one for those keywords. Google isn't an equal opportunity search engine where it says, hey, look at this cool site with awesome content. Let's try putting it on page one for a bit to see what happens. Nope. It puts domain authorities on page one. It's circular logic. Domain authorities are put on page one and page one labels a site as a domain authority. Domain authorities are unique. They stand out from the competition. They attract attention. They keep visitors on their sites longer. That is, visitors click around the site to more than one page, and they stay on each page longer than just a few seconds. They actually take in the site's content. So let's look at how unique these domain authorities are. When you're done listening to this episode, or right now if you're not driving or cooking, Google your own keywords. See who comes up on page one. Take a look at these sites. Look at their services and programs. Figure out their niches. How unique are they? I'm betting they have similar services, programs, and niches. I googled plant-based health coaching and looked at the services for five vegan health coaches. Two of them offered six-week programs. One of them offered a five-week program. The other three offered month-by-month coaching. Their descriptions are all pretty much the same. Have more energy, lose weight, feel healthier, nourish the body, mind, and spirit. I googled Squarespace website designers. The five that I looked at were almost identical. Similar prices, similar time periods for finishing the projects. Seven pages, SEO, customized design, strategy session, recorded training session at the end, two-week email support. So what have you found in your area? How different are your services from others in your niche? It's pretty hard to be unique with your niche services and programs, isn't it? Okay, I totally don't mean this to be depressing. My intent here is actually to show you that successful businesses aren't unique when it comes to niche services and programs. Essentially, they're all the same. Wow. So that's kind of a relief. I mean, that takes some of the pressure off when defining your niche and creating programs and services. Now, I'm not letting you off the hook when you define your niche. It still needs to be tight. You can't say, oh, my services are good for everyone. No, if you try to appeal to everyone, you'll end up appealing to no one. You have to define exactly what you do, whom you do it for, and how you do it differently. That's your niche. So let's talk about that differently part. That's what this episode is about. How unique do you have to be? We've discovered that your niche, your programs, and your services don't have to be totally unique. That is, they don't have to be the one and only. But to stand out from the competition, to attract your ideal client, 
to become an authority in your field, and to rise in the Google ranks, you have to be different. You have to be unique. You have to be the one and only in something. So what is that? Where can you be the one and only? How can you be the one and only? You're the one and only in your brand. You're the one and only in your voice. You're the one and only in your personality. When I looked at those five plant-based health coaches and five Squarespace website designers on page one of Google, they all had unique brands. Each website looked different. They each had a unique voice and unique personality. Only one of the health coaches really spoke to me. If I were looking for a health coach, there is only one of those whom I would have hired because that one resonated with me. The others didn't fit my personality. Same with the Squarespace website designers. If I weren't already a Squarespace website designer myself, there is one who really spoke to me, whose personality resonated with me. The other health coaches and website designers were all fine. They all seemed perfectly qualified and capable. Nothing wrong with them at all. It was simply the brands of those two that jumped out at me. All 10 brands were unique, and those two spoke to me in a positive way. The other eight were like, nope, again, nothing wrong with them. They just weren't for me. In other words, I'm not the ideal client for those eight brands, and I am the ideal client for those two brands, just that I'm not in the market to hire them. When you've got a unique brand, your ideal client self-identifies right away. Your ideal client recognizes you as the one for them right away. They check out the competition and do some comparison shopping, but you'll be the one they come back to. When you've got a unique brand, when your voice and personality come through powerfully, your ideal client is so attracted to you that they choose you rather than your service or your price. In other words, they aren't comparing prices, they're comparing brands. You want your brand to be so unique that your ideal client is willing to pay whatever you're charging. Again, they're going to comparison shop, but when you've got a powerful brand, they're comparing brands, not prices. When they really resonate with your brand, they'll pay whatever you're charging. So in an ideal world, you wouldn't really have to check out your competition. You would throw your authentic voice and personality into your brand and trust that you're the one and only. But with so many people in the marketplace, it's best to check out the competition. No, there is no one else like you out there. You can't help being unique. There is no one and never will be anyone else like you. But you might pick colors and a design for your website that are already being done. You might pick words and phrases for your website that are already being done. This is why you're checking out the competition. 
you want to make sure that how you're communicating your brand is unique. Yes, this can still feel like pressure. Maybe you love certain colors and discovered that they're really popular in your niche. You'll have to pick a different color palette in that case. But you can still pick colors that reflect who you really are. They can be in the same range, just pick different shades, or you can use them as accents instead of full bleed colors all over your site. The bottom line is that what makes you unique is your brand. That is your voice and your personality, how you communicate your message. Your message may be the same as other people's message, but how you say it will resonate differently with your ideal client. Your ideal client can hear the same message a dozen times and it doesn't sink in until they hear it from you. If you communicate the message the same way as everyone else, this won't happen. You'll sound like everyone else. Your ideal client won't be able to tell any difference between you and the competition. They'll compare your services and prices to the competition. That's not what you want. You want them to compare your brand. You want them to pick you, not your service and not your price. You, your brand, who you really are. Here are three other podcasts to help you. Links in the show notes. How to create a brand identity. How to identify and attract your ideal client and how to pick a niche for your business. So take the pressure off yourself to create a totally unique niche or program and services. That's just not possible. Focus on creating a unique brand. And try not to put pressure on yourself here either. You are unique, so you're not creating a unique brand. You're letting what makes you unique come out naturally. You're making sure that you don't hide or stifle what makes you unique. You never know what random little part of yourself will resonate with your ideal client. So don't hold back. Put those little quirks in there. List personal details on your about page. Be your weird self if that's who you are. Be your elegant, sophisticated self if that's who you are. Don't mold yourself to who you think your ideal client wants you to be. If you have to change yourself, then that's not your ideal client. Your ideal client loves you for who you really are. That's it for today. Thanks so much for being here. I'd love to read your comments on this episode. You can leave comments on this episode's page on my website, link in the show notes. And I'd love it if you'd leave a positive review and subscribe. See you next time on the Marketing Chat Podcast.